Welcome to the Post Victory Formation Podcast. Tune in every week to hear Mike and Kyle's thoughts about the news around the league. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Post Victory Formation Podcast. We have survived the regular season. It is time for some playoff football. As you guys know, Mike and I are both very happy because both of our teams are miraculously in the playoffs. But first, with playoff weekend, super wild card weekend, I should say, among us, it also means that we had Black Monday in the NFL, and several NFL coaches are either looking for new jobs or you could look at it as several teams are looking for new head coaches. So Mike, of all the coaches that have been canned so far, I think we can both agree that maybe the most surprising one was Tennessee Titans head coach, Mike, Mike Vrabel being let go by the team. Yeah. Wild. I mean, he had six seasons there. I'd say he had a pretty good run at getting, I mean, um, wide or wide receivers there. They got DeAndre Hopkins. He's gotten some good quarterbacks in there. They had the Ryan Tannehill pickup. Uh, he's got PKJ Will Levis. Brown. Yeah. And Derrick Henry. I mean, P- I mean Derrick, Derrick Henry, Henry was there before, but yeah, peak Derrick Henry. He made a lot happen with that. I mean. They had number one, number one seed in the AFC a few years ago. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. He's he's got a couple AFC South Crown titles with Ryan Tannehill. I mean, he, no slouch by no means. Yeah, this is really their first down year. And really, they just need to figure out who. I think if they had known who their quarterback was, you know, I know they had Will Levis or whatever, and he had a couple injuries. And if they had a little bit better wide receiver core wrapped around it, I don't. Kyle, maybe this is DeAndre Hopkins ruining the locker room again. But uh, um, no, I just, no, <laughs> no. But I think it was weird that he got let go. Um, I also think he kind of wanted it. There was no ill will, I don't think, from his part at all. Uh, a bunch of players were shocked, but. Um, wherever he goes, Derrick Henry's going with, and I see him going to the Patriots. I mean, with them retiring or not retiring, bring him into the ring of honor or ring of Patriots thing. Um, the Patriots ring of honor. Yeah. With Kraft, And they were talking for an abnormal amount of time. And I think that'd be a good fit for him to go there. But honestly, Mike Vrabel is such a good coach. He, there's so many spots that he'd fit into with the play schemes or, or not even the play schemes. Cause he's bringing his, of course, but the, the players that they have, I mean, even if you look at the commanders where Ron Rivera got fired from, um, got good players, there. Raiders got good players. Their chargers got good players. there. Falcons. Maybe I know they got some stout Falcons people, the, but Falcons with a quarterback would have good players. Yeah, exactly. We, we don't know what they're looking like. Panthers are the only kind of bum keep me out of that place, but there's a lot of teams that could use him. I don't think he's going to have one problem getting a job. Uh, I think, isn't there like two weeks of interviewing now that coaches? Well, have to go yeah. Through? So 
with Vrabel, yeah, Vrabel being out of the mix, he can interview for a head coaching job right away. But it's the other teams that are interested in coordinators or coaches that are currently in the playoffs. They are hands off until uh, uh, the playoff until their respective team is eliminated from playoffs. Now, um, one thing I want to touch on with Rabel is, like you said, I don't think there is any ill will here between the Titans and Mike Rabel. However, I said at the beginning of the season that they needed to rebuild and they weren't really acknowledging the fact that they had to rebuild, you know, bringing in DeAndre Hopkins and you know, not really having a solid option at quarterback. I mean, we know Ryan, Ryan Tannehill was there and Tannehill, I'd argue, is on the downside of his career unless he can have a, you know, a Joe Flacco like resurgence here later on with a new team. But it's just, it was a team that, you know, I talked about the good years and most of Mike Vrabel's time in Tennessee were the good years. But 2022 season, there was an obvious trailing off that led into 2023 where they really didn't make too many changes. They brought in a couple free agents, like I mentioned, but they, that team had some problems and they weren't acknowledged and this is what happened. You re- it was a sub 500 season for the Titans. And I think it's good for both parties, a little change of scenery. Uh, I don't think Rabel wanted to see, and this is okay. I don't think Rabel wanted to take part in a rebuild, which the Patriots seem like a natural fit, but I'm not sure that's, I'm not convinced that that's where he's going to end up because if he's not willing to do a rebuild with a team that you know he's comfortable with he already lives in the Nashville area I mean it, he doesn't have to uproot his family it's like you know why would you instead go to an arguably worse situation in New England and want to do a rebuild there I know he's, he's tied in with the org playing there and whatnot being inducted in their ring of honor but man the the Patriots, honestly, Mike, on the scale of, you know, attractive job to unattractive job, I put the Patriots one step ahead of the Panthers. I mean, it is that roster needs a lot of turnover and it's going to be years before the Patriots have the ability to make any noise again, in my mind. I would put the Patriots job below the commanders at this point i barely it's almost it's almost a a, you know second a tie for second between the commanders and the patriots at this point and i just don't see the appeal of variable going there at this point less let me do sorry to cut you off one the only thing that i could if Vrabel's going to get that job. He's got to have the Bill Belichick treatment where he's the coach and the general manager, and he is he is controlling all personnel and players that come in there. That's what I was just about to say. The I th- I could see him going. I'm just saying, if he goes, I see him bringing in Derrick Henry, Ezekiel Elliott, Parkett, or Raheem, or Ramadre, or Ramadre, whatever. I mean, yeah, I'm just saying. There. I mean, or the three team. of them. Yeah. But he's bringing in Derrick Henry. And it's going to be like, uh, hey, I'm here. The King's here. Come, who else wants to come? Yeah, pull a quarterback. 
And and literally, I think there's going to be players knocking at the doorstep being like, I want to be part of what New England was. I want to be part of what it could be. I want to be here with Vrabel's. Yeah, Vrabel. I want to. Yeah, Vrabel, high remarks as a coach and across the league. A guy that players want to play for. And yeah, he's got a lot of respect across the league. I've said it before Vrabel could come coach my team any day of the week. But you want to know who couldn't come to coach my team any day of the week, Kyle? Arthur Arthur Smith. Smith. (laughs) Could not come and coach. I mean, the Falcons have been booty hole. They fucking suck every year. Last year they were okay, but other than that, Packers this year they did beat my Packers, but that was during our drought. Who's in the playoffs right now? Not the Falcons. So, So, I mean, he had an offensive mind, and the offense didn't work. And I think that's the biggest flaw of why they let him go. I mean, since he's been there, Kyle Pitts drafted number four. I mean, Drake London, number eight, first round. B. John Robinson, number eight, first round. He's pulled these great players, done nothing with them. He never and, uses them. Exactly. Went out and he got just, Desmond Ritter. And Yeah. That's my, and I, that's my biggest problem with Arthur Smith is he's a run-first guy, which is fine. But you have B. John Robinson that you stick, stake a high first-round draft pick. Nah, we're not going to use him. Kyle Pitts, I drafted him in fantasy. Like, yeah, this is going to be sweet. And they go out and they use Jonu Smith, who's 77 years old. They go out and use him more than Kyle Pitts when Kyle Pitts was a stud at Florida. He was Florida's offense. And, yeah, like you said this, you Drake. Or I'm Get sorry, fucking angry, this, Kyle. But Yeah, they draft Drake London. Again, he was drafted by the Falcons, and we haven't seen him since draft night. I mean, it's the... The roster mismanagement from Arthur Smith is going to be the one thing that stands out. It stands out for me from his tenure as the Falcons head coach. So you're saying the Panthers are going to pick him up because they like shitty coaches. (laughs) All right. I don't think Frank Wright is a bad coach. It's just the situation in Carolina is dire. They have multiple problems and, David Tepper is not willing to address all well, of they, those problems. He did get rid of their GM. He did, yes. But what back to like the Falcons have a loaded roster as we just went over. I if will they get, okay, it's not loaded, but it's very top heavy. Yes, it's got they, some potential. It's yeah. a quick rebuild. Yes, they they need depth, and they need which they have some. They have good depth at certain skill positions. But they need to broaden. They just they need to broaden it a little more, and they need to start utilizing these studs that they drafted. So we'll drop pull the dagger out of Arthur here for a few. Now we've had. I, I can see Rabel going there. There it is, folks. I got New England. He's got the Atlanta Falcons for Vrabel. I mean, Vrabel would be a little closer to home if he just went over to Georgia. That's right. Quick but, trip down the quick trip down the freeway, and he's you know three hours. He's in BATL. So Brandon Staley's not going to be a head coach for a team, I don't think next year. Um, I also don't think Ron Rivera is going to be a coach next year. I think they're going to go back to being coordinators. 
I don't think I think Rivera's done. He'll be in the t- he'll be in the booth. Yankees like out out. Yeah, he'll be on TV. Um, who else do we have here? A bunch of the Panthers. I mean, they cleaned house. Um, Raiders still haven't haven't said anything. Everybody wants the interim coach to be the guy. Everybody within the Raiders organization, minus Mark Davis. Yeah, he hasn't come out and said anything. But I think he's done a good job. I know the Falcons have cleaned some more house. It's definitely going to be interesting to see like what happens with the coaching because I think it, I think Saturday and Sunday there's going to be another coach fired. Yeah, we still don't know what the uh, what the future holds for Bill Belichick. He, they haven't come out and said that they are you know, getting rid of him, but it seems it seems like the writing's on the wall that he's gone. And then the good news is John Gruden may be coming back. Yeah, it sounds like Gruden to the Saints is a possibility as, as an assistant. Uh, Mike, I do want to touch on the Chargers head coaching vacancy. Talk to me. Staley's out. And I'm going to tell you right now, Mike, and you can bet the mortgage on this. The next head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers is currently residing in Michigan. Whether that so. be whether that be Ben Johnson, offensive coordinator for the Lions, or Jim Harbaugh. I don't think Jim Harbaugh is going anywhere. One of those two. Uh, no, I I do believe Jim. I I believe Harbaugh is going back to the NFL. His stock's never been higher after winning the national championship, and the NCAA. He's got those multiple level one violations bearing down on him, and the NCAA seems hell bent on disciplining Jim Harbaugh to the maximum extent of the law. So I think I think he's going to pull a Pete Carroll and head back to the NFL. So I mean, I mean that would be crazy and I think he would get signed to a max contract and also um not to go completely off of this but I just want to remind you that uh the Commanders have also requested to interview the Rams defensive coordinator uh Raheem Morris as well for that vacancy just kind of covering all of our bases and where we think people are going but Yep, yeah, and, uh, and the and the commanders have also requested an interview with Jim Harbaugh. I mean, the only reason I'm not going to say whatever about Harbaugh yet is because this has been the same song and dance that we've heard for the last couple of years. It it is. You're right, but he, he his stock has never been higher, and with all of the uncert- with all of the turmoil surrounding that that program at Michigan right now, it's you're now thinking bags. Do you think a team's just going to like throw just so much money at him? I mean, allegedly, allegedly he's got 10 at 125 million sitting on the table for him from Michigan. And, you know, early on during these NCAA investigations, they were talking about, you know, getting an extension done during the, during the investigations. And all of a sudden that, that conversation came to a screeching halt. So, you know, what, what does that tell you that 
the reason that they had to come from a, a they came to a screaming halt for a reason, whether it was from Michigan's side or whether it was from Harbaugh's side. So I truly believe, Mike, you'll see him back in the league next year. And a lot of pe- a lot of smoke around him potentially going back. So Yeah, that'd be crazy. It would be crazy. I would like to see him back. I mean, he did great with the 49ers. I took him to the Super Bowl. I could, you know, I think he would do a damn good job back as an NFL coach. Look at what he just did with Michigan. Congratulations to Michigan on winning. As crazy of a game that was, but I could see him coming back. But I don't know. 10 and 125 also sounds very enticing to be able to, you know, coach college athletes that haven't found their particular place yet in the NFL and you don't have to put up with as much drama as I don't think. And well, well, no, we'll see the problem you do, Mike, because the problem is now with the, the state of and we're, I know it's pro 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 football talk, but let's, uh, well, let's delve into the college world for a second, Mike, with, with the state of college football, where you're on the road, you're recruiting, you know, nonstop throughout the off season. Now you've got NIL to deal with and you essentially have to recruit your own players every year. So they don't hit the transfer portal and all of that's just got to get exhausting. So you pair that with, Hey, I'm dealing with professional athletes here that, you know, I don't need to teach them the fundamentals. I, they're set to contracts. I'm not having to go out and recruit. I'm not having to go out and worry about getting these players or improving on their NIL deals. Honestly, NFL is, is the simpler gig at this point. I didn't think about all that stuff because here you just, yeah, you're going to go watch some of the college games, but most of that you're just going to go to the combine too. Right. See and, what's yeah, going and, on. It. And then and you, you have got, scouts. And, and yeah, exactly. NFL teams, big scouting departments. I mean, I think the NFL is honestly the less labor intensive gig at this point. So Kyle, is there any more coaches that you want to touch on? Cause I got something that I'm just chomping at the bits to ask you about. Um, no, because I mean, the other coaches, you know, we talked about Reich's gone in Carolina and uh, what's his face from the Raiders? Josh McDaniels is gone. So no, I'm 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 set. So what do you got? Our podcast is called the Post Victory Formation Podcast. I've heard that. Yes. Someone didn't have a very good post victory formation. Oh no, they did not. And we just talked about them. Very rough post victory formation, actually. For our one Mr. Arthur Smith. No, for one Mr. Jameis biting W's. Well, well, yes, but that caused Arthur yes, Smith to Ar- get yes. very angry. Yes. What are your thoughts on that, Kyle? Because, yeah, the whole Arthur Smith, the Jameis, the, yeah, Arthur getting pissed and then Jameis doing it. I'm just going to stop right here. Enlighten me, Kyle. I don't really have any thoughts on it. I mean, it, Jamal Williams, you said the Lions didn't respect you and 
you decided to decline the David Montgomery deal and you go to New Orleans and it takes Jameis Winston going against the coach's wishes and allowing you to score a touchdown out of the victory for out of the victory uh, formation set you know, enjoy. I hope them. I hope the uh, taking less and going to a worse team was worth it. That's all I have to say. That was his only touchdown this year, wasn't it? It was. Kyle, you you said you didn't have a lot to say, but there's you, you had some heartstrings pulled before it. You just hate to see it, Mike. Simple, simple-minded. I like it. It's yep. you know, softly spoken, Kyle. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to hit on our two teams too, really quick. I know. Yes, super wild card weekend. Let's get into Dude. it. We'll just oh. we'll talk our two teams first and their two games. How about that? Well, just because I like to talk about the Packers so much, I'm starting with the Packers. I'm totally cutting you off right now. Go no, go ahead. By all means, bro. Go ahead. Jordan Love came down from the heavens in the form of a fucking dragon and took out everybody. He's killing it. He's got 32 touchdowns, over 4,100 yards. I think it's 11 interceptions or 12 interceptions. Just he's finding people, two-year receivers, one-year receivers, Jaden Reed, rookie. I mean, Kraft is in here. Then you got, you know, two-year receivers. Christian Watson's been out, but, you know, Romeo Dobbs. And it's like. That's what makes this run for the Packers so impressive is the fact that he's been doing it without arguably his number one receiver in Christian Watson. Dontavian Wicks. When Dontavian Wicks got that second touchdown and did the Lambo leap and everybody started kissing his helmet like they were just best friends as friends need to kiss each other, you know, once in a while. It was just the greatest thing ever watching it. Everybody loves the young guys coming in there. You know, not making too many mistakes. We were the most penalized teams coming into this, but we've been dropping it down. Not a flag got thrown for a very long time that game. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's the nature of the beast with the young team. And Mike, let me say this, and I've said it before on the pa- in the past on this pod, and it's unfortunate I have to say this about the Packers and Jordan Love being a Lions fan. But Mike, a true one of the true signs of a good quarterback of an elite quarterback is the ability to elevate his teammates and the guys that you mentioned Kraft Wicks these guys are were essentially nobodies and Jordan Love has come in without Christian Watson and made these guys just a functional part of the offense unfortunately for me Jordan Love looks like the QB of the future for the Packers. And I don't know if they have what it takes to beat Dallas in Dallas, but they're going to be a problem for years to come, unfortunately. Well, but go, go ahead. ahead. So it's no. just like, it's just going off what you said. I'm just excited, dude. Cause this is just so fucking cool. Cause like, as you said, yeah, Christian Watson's being out. Okay, if, say, Romeo Dobbs is out, and then someone comes up named Bo Melton that no one's ever heard of and, re- you know, gets, like, two touchdowns and, like, 108 receiving yards, and everybody's like, who the hell is this guy? And it's it's weird not being able to be like, oh, wow, we have nine players injured, which we've been carrying. This may be the first week of this entire year, other th- not even other than the first game. 
This might be the first week of the entire year that we have everybody back. And Is it's Christian just, Watson going to be back? They said that he's got a very high chance of playing. He could have almost played last week. They floated him. They said his hamstring should be good to play in the playoffs first game. Yeah, it's... This may be the first week. Yeah, and with the Packers being so young, I talked about it, how this can be an expedited rebuild. Well, the offense is already there. So win, lose, or draw, whatever happens to the Packers this weekend, I think you're going to see them like they do traditionally. I I see them going big, big defensive, uh, big defense in the draft. Uh, I don't know if Joe Barry returns, but they're definitely going to bring in a lot of offense, young offensive players. You probably look for them to sign a couple veterans to help guide those guys along. And yeah, Mike, I think, I think Green Bay keeps this thing rolling into the future. And quick side note, just overall, the NFC North as a whole, I think is going to be wild next year. I I could see it being a juggernaut conference. I could if Christian or uh, Christian, if uh, Kirk Cousins comes back healthy and, you know, they really build because I think that whole team is literally like we will literally sit on the fucking bench. If you do not bring us a quarterback or sign Christian Kirk, like we will sit here and it will be pop Warner football and we're not going to do anything. I heard this earlier and it, it kind of resonated with me because we, you know how we always make fun of Kirk cousins and, but you see what that team is without Kirk cousins. And it's like, man, you got to give Kirk some credit. He is, he's a good quarterback. He is a good quarterback. Not I very good. I want, I'm not going to say great, but he is very good because the Vikings were a corpse without him. And so they need ahead. him. They need him. They need to sign him back or, or dump every egg in the quarterback basket they got. Yeah. And, and I think the Bears, I think, I think Justin Fields does return for the Bears. They bolster that offensive line bring in another wide receiver like a Marvin Harrison Jr. from Ohio State, bring him in alongside of uh, DJ Moore, and they'll be a, and I think they'll be a force next year as well. So anyways, uh, yeah, we can talk. You want you shined up the Packers, the Lions. It's a very riveting storyline. We've got the Rams rolling in and as you guys know, I mean, the Lions traded Matt Stafford to the Rams in exchange for Jared Goff and a multitude of first-round picks. I think this trade has worked out pretty good for both parties, but now Matthew Stafford comes to Ford Field, and I've got I've got concerns with Sam Laporta being out. I've got concerns with the secondary. He's um, not out. He's not out yet. Um, he's Dan not Campbell out yet, but come it's not out. Looking, yeah. You're not going to have one regardless you are not going to have 100% Sam Laporta so i have concerns i need J- we need Jmo to step it up i think Donovan Peoples Jones he's been he's had an increased workload these past few weeks we're going to need him to step up to just help take a little bit of pressure off of Amon Ra and you know real i think we're also really going to have to lean on that run game 
because Sam Laporta has been a dump-off valve for Goff, and now he's losing that safety net. So I have concerns, but I'm very happy the Lions will be hosting playoff a home playoff game at Ford Field. It's unfortunate we won't have boots on the ground there, but that's that's the way she rolls. And I'm you know, I'm excited for this. I'm excited for this this weekend. I'm excited for the future because I know that I know the Lions can only improve. But I also have I'm also worried for the fact that we're likely going to lose Ben Johnson, and there's even talk of Aaron Glenn getting more head coaching gigs. So, yeah, dude. Who cares about everything coming on in the future? But that game that they did to get there against the Vikings, I mean, they are they were already locked in, but against the Vikings, just getting everything going was crazy. I want to know if you think it was the right call to play most of your starters all game. I do, because there is a there was an opportunity there. I'll bet a small opportunity for the Lions to get the two seed. I was a little disappointed though after Laporta got hurt. I'd have rolled that I would have backed off and probably parked a couple of our Omnira stuff like that. Omnira, Goff, those guys, I'd have parked them. But thankfully that was the only well it's on not thankfully, but fortunately for the Lions, Amonra got a little banged up, but he appears to be fine. And there were no other injuries going forward, but yeah, it's at some point you gotta you gotta change course and call an audible when because it looked like for a while we had guys dropping like flies. Fortunately, most of them were able to recover and get back out on the field. So it was the right call, Mike. You know, we've seen teams where they park their starters the last week of the year and then they come out and get bounced in the first round because they're rusty and the other team gets off to a fast start. So it was the right move. And a player can get hurt. Who's to say Laporta wouldn't get it hurt, you know, the second play of the game against the Rams. You just don't know. So and Aiden Hutchinson was doing the Lord's work out there too. Yeah, I'm really hoping that we get James Houston back for the playoffs. It's looking doubtful, but we need something to help bolster that pass rush. We were able to get, they were able to show some signs of a pass rush this past week. Uh, the blitz has definitely come into play a lot more, which I appreciate from Aaron Glenn. And we're definitely going to need that because uh, Matt Stafford, he's a statue in the pocket these days. So if we can put, if we can get a good pass rush on him, we've definitely got a shot to grab some interceptions because well, that secondary is giving up some big plays. They also grab a lot of interceptions. So it's definitely going to be just, a hit or miss. If it we just can just sucks. maintain, I just, I just need the defense to be good. They don't have to be great. They just need to be good. I know they're going to give up one or two deep shots. But if they can be good and our offense can play to their potential, I think the Lions are able to uh, pull off a dub against the Rams. It's just this ain't me talking down on the Lions by no means. They got a great team. They got good offense. Even Mr. Wobble Ball himself has been, you know, putting some really good passes out there. The only thing that scares me, not even Matt Stafford, that, I mean, yeah, he's great, but that doesn't even concern me. What concerns me is Kyron Williams which is a freak show at running back. 
Yes, but you can't run against the Lions. The Lions have shown. Mike, I don't care. The Lions have shown. Look at look at. Uh, did, are you aware that Tony Pollard played in the cow played in the Cowboys uh, matchup against the Lions? Yeah, he got like sixteen yards or something. I feel exactly. Like. You are. I don't care who it is. You could have. Oh, Kyle. I will bet you right now that Kyron gets over 60 yards rushing. No, no, he won't. He won't. Are you serious right now? I'm serious. He will not get over 60 yards. Right, Absolutely are, not. Are we bring, Are we bringing a beer bet into this for the playoffs? All right, yeah, that's a beer bet. Because you're going to be coming down here at some point. Yeah, it's a beer bet. All right, we got a beer bet. I guarantee bet. it. I'd bet the mortgage on it. All right, a bougie under 60 yards. Bougie mortgage under 60. Bougie beer bet to Kyle for fucking uh, Kyron Williams Williams will have 60 plus. And the the reason why he's going to have 60 plus is, as you guys said, blitz heavy. You guys have not really gone against a Hukunakua on fire, Cooper Cup on fire. Then you also got the sleeper, Tutu Atwell. Their wide receiver core makes stuff work. If Cooper Cup doesn't get 100 yards, Puka Nakua has 100 yards. It's vice versa. Or Kyron Williams has 100 yards. It's it's going to be, they're going to start out the game, running Kyron, running Kyron, running Kyron. You guys are going to stop him. They're going to start getting Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup going. And, and Higsby, the tight end, he's a brick wall. They're going to get him going. You guys are going to pull off the blitz, and they're going to start going at it with a running game. It's the same. the The only thing Mike, that it puts it the doesn't Lions, matter. The, the The Cowboys tried the same thing. It didn't work. The only I, mean, I I'll tell you right now, like your comments on the wide receivers going crazy, they are. Like I acknowledge that. Like this game, this is going to be the highest scoring Super Wild Card Weekend game. Will be the Rams Lions. I'll agree with that. I think it's going to be high scoring because just on the other side of the ball, if you look, the 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 Rams have to deal with uh, David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. Yep. And even David Montgomery's been looking up more as a receiving back. Not crazy. I don't want that to be held to me like it's gospel because he's right, not right, hardcore, but, no, but he can catch the ball. Catch, yeah, he's been. Before, like early in the season, it was clear, like, okay, Jameer Gibbs is coming into the game. They are likely going to throw the ball to him. It's not anymore. Exactly. It's not. So that's what I was saying, because I know he might have one or two receptions again, but but still they see it. Jameer Gibbs, they see it, but Jameer Gibbs has been running the ball more. There's more question marks to what the Lions offense is going to do. Not not if it's going to be good or bad. It's what are they going to do during the game? It. You know, they're going to get in a pass heavy rhythm and then they, they can flip a switch and it just be run, 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 short screen passes, wide receiver screens, and then they keep going. I think you are right. I think it's going to be a very high scoring game. There's going to be a lot of emotions in it. And there is a reason you said it, Super Wild Card Weekend, that they are the primetime nighttime game. It's going to be like when Goff and Mahomes uh, played each other. It's going to be like. 51 48 final <laughs> dude i hope so that'll be fucking crazy i think yeah. it's gonna be a great game yeah, and i hold on i've just hit me i'm just taking a look uh the over under oh shoot i'm sorry the total right now is 51 and a half oh it'll be over oh 
<laughs> one of the teams by themselves could put up 51. <laughs> I think you guys go. Here's a good two leg parlay. Kyron Williams over 60. No. Nope. In the game over 51. 51 and a half. Okay. 52. There it is. There's a good little two leg parlay. That's Probably pays off. Two. No, it's Plus not, folks. Do not listen to that. Let's, let's, you got anything else, Mike? No. All right. Let's get into it. So we'll just start with that game but since we've been talking about it with the Rams Lions. So the spread opened up at three and a half. It's been bouncing back and forth between three and a half and three. Uh, Lions favored by three, I should say. Uh, over under 51 and a half. And right now, Mike, looking at the injury report, Tyler Higby is questionable for the Rams. Uh, Jordan Fuller's safety, he's questionable. Lions, Brock Wright, tight end, questionable. Uh, he's looking like a go. Jameson Williams is questionable, is also looking like a go. Laporta is TBD, and Khalif Raymond is a TBD. Mike, we just talked about it. We think it's going to be a shootout. I think despite all of the Lions' shortcomings, I like their offensive depth a little more than I like the Rams' offensive depth just from, I think it's the running back room that gives the Lions the edge. Ford Field, Mike, is going to be insane. It is going to be loud. We saw how many how many false start penalties Nick Mullins had against them last weekend, and that place is going to be 25 30% louder than it was last weekend. So, Mike, give me the home team. Lions break the playoff drought. Lions in a shootout. Get it done. Okay. I want I want you to know and everybody else that fucking listens. I want the Lions to win. I want the Lions the to win. I am picking the Rams because I truly think that I understand. We are. I'm not beating this fucking horse like we just did, but. The Lions have Amnara. He's usually the only one that's going to get up to around 100 yards. The Rams got two of those guys that are sneaky good that'll grab your yards. I think they get something going. It's going to be a good back and forth game. I think the Rams are going to pull it out just because I think they're going to be one of the first teams to really get a run game going against the Lions. No, I don't see. I refuse to believe that. I think the other thing, if the Lions can really. If they can establish the run and just keep the ball away from the Rams and really slow this thing down. That would be a good way to win. Yes. Dude, like Cowboys are putting up 40 at home and the Lions held them to 20 and the Lions had the Lions had the ball a lot that game. That's that's what's going to have to happen here. They've got the run game to do it. Mike, your Rams pick is absurd. All right. Game number two. Uh yeah, we'll we'll touch on this since it's close to home, Mike. Your Cowboys, or my sorry, Cowboys, your Packers you. go. Well, you are an American citizen, and the Cowboys are Americans, America's team. The Cowboys and Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy gets to see his old team roll into town. The spread opened at Cowboys minus seven. It has gone out to Cowboys minus seven and a half. 
Mike. I'm not even gonna say anything because you know I fuck love my emotions. Packers are gonna win. We got too many anomalies. You can go in there with a play scheme of Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, and this guy. These are what they're doing. Let's watch film on them, and then we'll grab homeboy off the bench who's never seen an NFL football, and he'll catch for 100 yards. I don't know what's gonna happen. Nobody knows what's gonna happen because you know what I just said is right. I'm just putting myself behind the Packers because they keep blowing my mind with this young team, and I don't know what the random thing that's going to happen is going to happen. As long as Aaron Jones is healthy on the field, he's been given such a good, like, A.J. Dillon might be back too. Um, Aaron Jones is just lights up the offense morally and with yards when he's in the backfield. Uh, AJ Dillon starting to get more a part of the passing, you know, game. I, I don't know. They're just the, our team is like question marks of smiles and happiness. I think you lock up CD Lamb like what he did to the Lions. And we make sure he doesn't get two hundred ninety-five yards or whatever. <laughs> you know, focus on that. We got Alexander back. Uh, Eric Stokes. I don't know what's going on with Eric Stokes. I don't want to speak on it, but we got Alexander back. We got a bunch of these no-name corners that are like locking up Justin Jefferson. I don't know. Mike. I don't know. I'm torn here. I want nothing more than the Lions to go back down to Dallas next week and put a bullet in that team after what happened to them a few weeks ago. I agree. But but at the same time, if the Packers win, that pretty much ensures the Lions are going to go to the NFC championship game. Oh, my God. Like we did to the Lions on Thanksgiving. I don't care how I don't care how the the Packers could win that game three to two against the Cowboys. I don't care because then we play the, the 49ers. Yes, and then the Lions will play the Bucks or the Eagles, which yeah. I'd pick the Lions easily over either of those two teams. And I think so, the Packers could beat the Lions in the playoffs. The only thing is a, we have a kryptonite that is in these playoffs right now. And we all know who that kryptonite is. That, yep, exactly. You got the boogeyman if you play if you went if the Cowboys if you beat the Cowboys, you got the boogeyman next week. Yeah. Oh Mike. You know all the words Mike. I spoke are true about the Packers. You just don't know what to watch on film. I want to. I want to end. I want to kill Dallas. I just want us it. to. I want us to be like Dallas. Look at the flowers and then put a bullet in their back of the head. That being said, Mike, I've watched Mike McCarthy launch himself into outer space too many times during the playoffs. Say it, Kyle. I'm going to be with you on this one. I'm taking the Packers. <laughs> In the upset. Oh my god. Game number three. We're stiffer in a skillet handle, buddy. Hey, I bricked up. I understand. Game number three. This one will have you bricked up too. Joe Flacco and the Cleveland Browns roll into Houston to take on CJ Stroud and the Texans. Who'd have thought we'd have said that? It's week one of the season. <laughs> Not I. Browns. They're a two-point favorite. Or I'm sorry, two and a, it opened at minus two. Browns minus two. It's out to Browns minus two and a half. Vegas loving Joe Flacco. Like Houston, 
has been irrelevant the past few years, and now all of a sudden they're in the playoffs with D'Amico Ryans, another young team. Mike, are the Texans going to defend home turf, or is Joe Flacco and his 27 years of experience in the NFL going to pay off for the Browns? There's one thing we don't do on this podcast, Kyle. Is that pick against Houston? No. That's pick against a playoff Joe Flacco. <laughs> Dude, him, Joe Flacco in the playoffs is a different guy. He is. Like... And anybody that doesn't know, go back and listen. Just type in Joe Flacco playoff highlights. Done. Yeah, you he's disgusting. Being bricked up. Yeah, exactly. Now, if Houston Texans had Tank Dell, if he was not injured, I think we'd be having a, a, a different conversation here. But man, Miles is killing it. Cleveland the, defense is killing it. Yeah, Cleveland defense is crazy. Their offense is doing great things. Even if Joe Flacco throws up two interceptions, which is not going to happen. I think my boy Stingley on the Houston Texans, thanks to my buddy for getting me a jersey, he might get an interception or something, or they might have one going on. I could see Joe Flacco throwing one interception, but he's also going to throw for 350 yards, and Amari Cooper is going to have 125 receiving yards. That's just what's going to happen. They got too many good players. They got two good running backs in there. Who would have thought? They got Kareem Hunt back. And I know we keep touching on the running back thing, but it it's such a d- dynamic thing right now on having a two-back team. Yep. They have that. They have David Njoku. They got Amari Cooper. They got weapons. Joe Flacco is from the grave. I don't even know what kind of batteries he has in because we can't say Energizers anymore or Lithiums because he's got something else going on. He yeah, found the fountain couple, of youth. He's got a couple car batteries wired in series right now. Yeah. And the Texans, back to me saying playoff Joe Flacco, what do the Texans not have? Playoff Joe Flacco? Playoff anybody. CJ Stroud's fresh off the college football playoff. Yeah. Big, <laughs> big, big difference here. Yeah, Mike, I, I, you haven't said it yet, but I'll, I'll say it for you. Love the Texans. Love, Love what D'Amico Ryans is building. Browns are going to blow them out, I'm afraid. I don't think this game's going to be close. That defense is just too stout. And this is a defense like C.J. Stroud has not seen before. I agree. Move it on. Game number four. Miami. Rolls into Kansas City. These are two teams that are kind of reeling right now. So one of the te- one of these guys is going to right the ship, you would think. Uh, Chiefs spread opened at minus three and a half. It is now Chiefs minus four. Like two broken teams here. I'm curious as to what team you think is going to get back on track here. Dolphins. They got too many weapons. Tyreek Hill's going back home. He's gonna he's gonna drop he's gonna drop some yardage, buddy. And I think Jalen Waddle's back. Um, the only thing that worries me is just as I said about Flacco, everybody on the Kansas City Chiefs, other than their wide receiver core, has been there. Flaw, Kansas City, right now. Miami Dolphins have too many weapons. And the other flaw is is KC has no weapons. Yeah, it's 
everybody's seen you stop Travis Kelsey, you just stop the offense. Yeah, that's that's exactly where I'm at. It's Kansas City is not the same team that that we have come to know these past five or so years. I think, yeah, I think my we're big on the road teams here, Mike. I'm going to agree with you again. I think Miami comes in and takes it. Mike, that team is so behind Mike McDaniel. It's wild. Yeah, they're, they're going to go out there. Everybody loves each other. They got bro, Jaden Reed or not Jaden Reed. Uh, um, uh, the number five, dude, the cornerback Ramsey. Jalen, yeah, not Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, you got Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey. Yep, I'm sorry, dude. He's he's gonna lock up first year Rashi Rice. There, it's done. That like that's it. It's a mismatch. And and it's literally it. If Kansas City had skilled receivers, they could at least keep it close. I feel like, but they don't. It's Kelsey and a bunch of nobodies. And Mahomes can only scramble so much. The probably, you know. Yeah, I just I don't I don't see an avenue where Kansas City wins this game. No, that was a short one. Yep. Uh, first game on Sunday, we've got the <laughs> the unkillable zombie. I'm going to call them the zombie Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, yeah. Roll into Buffalo to take on the Bills. This is they the biggest. I, this uh, this is the biggest spread in the playoff. Bills favored by ten. Oh yeah, if not more. No TJ Watt, Pittsburgh unkillable zombies. You said it. You hit the nail on the head. They Mason also Rudolph slinging they, the rock everywhere. Yeah, exactly. They also don't know who their quarterback is. Single flaw. Too much turmoil in the locker room. Deontay Johnson. This Kenny. Kenny Pickett, this I know he's whatever. Then you got their other wide receiver. Help me out here, uh, George Pickens. George this Pickens. it's there's too much going on. Najee Harris needs a ball here. Warren's here. There's the whole team has been fighting against each other. There's been talk about Mike Tomlin maybe out after the end of the year. There's too much going on in that locker room. And then you look at and, and T.J. Watt being out. Yeah, thing for me. huge thing. And then you look you look at the other hand of the thing, and it's like. Bills don't like what they did last game. The picks, three turnovers for Josh Allen. Yeah, Josh Allen. It's Stefan Diggs has got the ball more that game. They started getting things going. They have way too many weapons. No turmoil. Their only turmoil I could see possibly is between Josh Allen is their turmoil. Yeah. When it comes to turning the ball over. So you'd park that a little bit. Dude, blowout. We picked the home team, and it's going to be plus 14. I don't think Pittsburgh's going to stay in at all. They barely beat the Ravens with nobody. Ravens didn't have not a damn thing going. Yeah. Buffalo, like you said last game, like Steph, Steph Diggs, seemed, they seem to have pulled Steph Diggs from the freezer, and they thought him out now just in time for the playoffs. Uh, yeah. James Cook, again. Rolling. Yeah. Having uh oh his name escapes me. Switching offensive coordinators uh has really woken Buffalo up. I think Pittsburgh keeps it close. I think I think Allen is good for a few more turnovers in this game, but I just think the talent differential 
is too much for Pittsburgh to overcome. I'm going to say Pittsburgh covers the 10, but Buffalo ends up winning the game, still uh, wins the game. Then the final game, Monday night, ESPN, Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, Mike's favorite announcing combo. Philadelphia rolls into Tampa Bay. And Mike, this the Bucks are a three-point home dog. Hello, Baker. Dude, Bullet is going to be put into the Eagles. Yeah, I. Yeah, I'm. I'm with you. I there's. I just Philadelphia. They did. They they went through. There was some coaching turmoil. Matt Patricia has become defensive coordinator, and it has just been a debacle. wild. They just they got torched last week. Uh, Tyrod Taylor was doing the deed, and then Tommy Cutlets back in lights him up. Oh, Tommy Cutlets. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's, I just don't, I don't get it with the Eagles and what happened, but that team is just not, they're a shell of themselves. Baker, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Chris Godwin, those, those boys, they, they were slow against, uh, Carolina, but I think they, you know, white dude. Yeah. I, I just think they write the ship this week offensively and put up more than nine points. Shoot, you put up 17 against Philadelphia. It's it seems like they they're Philadelphia is broken in every facet of the game. I like Baker. I like I like the Bucks. Great story developing here. I think the Bucks handle their business and take care of the Eagles. The only way, literally the only way that the Eagles win, and I've said it for years. They find a way to either at the beginning of the season forget they have a running back, or at the end of the season they forget they have a running back. Use Swift. Use him. He's right there. He's a young, good running back. That he showed everybody that he could do the work in the beginning of the year. Then you get rid of it. Everybody understands. I love Devonta Smith and I love AJ uh, AJ Brown. And now A.J. Brown is dead. And, and he's injured. It's literally locked Devonta Smith up. And watch do quarterback sneak. Because they know they're not going to run the ball. Yeah, you're, think, you're thinking let Jalen Hurts scramble around a little bit more. Exactly. And they're just going to quarterback, or not quarterback sneak, quarterback spy, QB spy. They're going to set a spy, and he's going to chill. And if they get the running game going, I think they'll have a beneficial game and could possibly beat the Bucs. I'm still taking the Bucs. But if you're a Philadelphia fan, I think you need to pray that DeAndre Swift gets the ball. I think he needs at least 20 carries. And you might have some. Yeah, and, and the problem with Swift, too, is he's he's been known to turn the ball over as well. So, yeah, I... I agree. I Hertz has like game. 15 fumbles or something. So yeah, I, I agree. I know. Yeah. That's the, that's the problem is they're, they're a, not a well-disciplined team when it comes to ball security. And I, that's 
big reason why they've fallen to where they have. And I think that could be the reason why the Bucks end their season. So, yeah, give me the home team. I like the Bucks. Love the home dog here. And yeah, Eagles lose. And I think you see big, big changes in the coaching staff. Well, there it is, Kyle. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. Super wild card weekend. So heavy on the road teams. Kyle, I'm not skipping this at all. We're not doing it because we we everybody loves it. I got two. Do you believe questions before we close this thing out, Kyle? Okay. Do you believe? Do you believe that the other Harbaugh? Is going to be making it to the Super Bowl. When Mr. John Harbaugh. Is he going? If the Ravens don't have. Early look. Early look. If the Ravens. Okay. If the Ravens do not have to face the Browns. Yes. I think the Browns are their biggest threat in the AFC to make it to the Super Bowl. Okay. Last one. Do you believe Brock Purdy is going to stay on the right track and not get one of these wild turnover games? I know we spoke about it on the last couple episodes, but it still is on my mind and it scares me. Does he keep his head in the game? He, no. He'll have a game with, with multiple turnovers. And you're saying that could be the downfall of a younger quarterback. 49ers are good enough to overcome it, but I it it still could happen. And if they lose a game, that's going to be why. Well, there it is, folks. That's the uh, that's Kyle's thoughts here, early on what could happen. We beat every team out of information that we could. Definitely hit on the coach as well. Five-star podcast, which means we need a five-star rating across every platform, Spotify, everything. Listen to us. Hit the like button. Subscribe. As I said, five-star rating. We got Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. We'll be back. Kyle's got a little procedure he's got to deal with at the hospital. So everybody wish him the love that we got and we're going to close it out. Yeah, guys. Thanks for listening. Like Mike said, give us a like, follow five stars, you know, whatever, just get, get the word out that we're doing this thing. And with that being said, yeah, I hope everybody enjoys super wild card weekend. Uh, looking forward to seeing how, the game shake out and what next what wild card weekend matchups look like and yeah we will talk to you again next week